You're listening to the Townsville Chamber cast. Essential information, ideas and news that matters to the business community of Townsville. You all loved Natasha Butler's podcast on the six things we all do. Now, she's back by popular demand to tell you how to get your brand on a consumer's shopping list. Welcome, Ross and Natasha. All right, thanks, Claire. And um, look, it is Natasha Butler back by popular demand. I was really devastated I didn't get to uh, to come down to your little talk this time, um, Natasha, at uh, at the beautiful um, little tap house there. Obviously, I got the the big COVID that everyone else is getting at the moment. Struck me down, and and uh, but look, it's great to get you in the studio. I love putting these little podcasts together for other people that couldn't make it either. But um, interesting, uh, interesting little topic here, and we. we, we we know you did that beautiful behaviour thing about the six things um, we all do. And if you want to listen to that podcast, it is up there. Um, we talked about a refrigerator and, and how you buy one. And I tell you what, it, it was scarily true. Um, but look, this I time... I think I sold a few fridges after that one, did actually, you? Ross. Yes. Yeah. A few people contacted me and said, oh, I've got to get one. I don't want to have to go through the decision-making process. Can you tell me what you bought? Just just tell me just what tell to me. buy. Yes. yes, that's right. Yes, and but today... Yes, well, I actually had some feedback. Uh, from someone the other day, they texted me and said, I just listened to your podcast. I don't have a fridge with an ice maker in it. Now I'm very disappointed. So uh, I, I, it was on a Sunday and I was like, what is this? Oh, I, that's right. Yes. Yep. Uh, so look, we, we talked about, I guess the theme for your little presentation was it was how to get your product on a customer's shopping list. Yeah. Um, and you started off with putting yourself once again into the consumer's shoes yeah and uh so you know you've got a business you you supply a product or a service how does your actual customer see that what's it like to deal with you is essentially yeah absolutely ross so because the first thing that we have to do for us to get our our product on their shopping list is to understand what's going on for them in the first place because once we understand what's going on for our customer what's happening in their life then we're able to either tailor a message directly for them, understand what's going on, how are we going to interrupt them and how are we going to get our message in front of them, which is what's really, really important. So if we step back a bit and look about what's going on, first of all, for customers and then move to, right, so how do we work with that? Now, what are what are customers experiencing? I know when we did a little mm. chat about this the other day, oh, once again, I was like, oh, gee, I've just done all that. But but yeah. what's going on? What what are they okay. what's what are they getting hit with at the moment? Right. So so Ross, because you're a, you're a consumer. I'm a consumer. We're all consumers. And so when we stop and think about what's going on for us in the world, we're busy people. Mm. We are always busy. I don't think you could turn around and ask one person and say, "Hey, do you have spare time? How mm. busy are you?" I mean, you know, we're a busy, busy group of people. And and so that's that's one of the first things that's going on. And when you look at um, particularly the data around that. Um, so what's coming back from ABS Stats um, and also IBIS World too, I had a look at, at those two places and went, oh, that's really interesting. We didn't seem to be busy working. Okay, so those sort of numbers, and we've had COVID too, Ross, so we've been working from home a little bit. Um, but, you know, we, we're still so busy. And I know when um, I, I've done this talk previously, the, the previous census numbers were sort of showing, right, well, our family dynamics changing, our kids, our kids are busy, which comes back to because both parents are working, um, we're filling our kids' time with a lot of things, which that makes us busy and our kids are busy and we've just got a lot going on in our life. So, so there's that busyness element. But then, Ross, there's also this other part that we probably haven't quite recognised and is sneaking up on us a little bit. And that is overstimula- overstimulation. Because all of us, nobody 
very, very few people leave the house without their mobile phone today. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, you know, we turn around, we feel lost without it. Do you want to know something funny? Yeah. I did this the other day. I got up mm-hmm. and we had to go out, get a couple of things, run a few errands. And I said, I'm not taking my, it's a Saturday. I'm not oh. taking a phone. With yeah. Me. Okay. Mate, it was a disaster. Uh, <laughs> uh, I uh, I couldn't get my discount at some of the shops because I didn't have the little card there. Um, my wife couldn't find me for about an hour and a half because she couldn't contact me. We were we were oh over. It. We were walking around Domain. She was up one end. I was down the other. And you know, uh, I said, right, I have to use my my tele telepathic. You know, yep. I have to it's signal where she, where would she yes. be? And of course, she was at the playground at Bunnings. But that's fine. <laughs> uh, we found her. But it was it went for about an hour and a half. Oh but goodness. you know what? I got home that afternoon, and I got home. You know, you got all the all yeah. the messages or whatever, and, and on it and everything, and. Buddy, I got a lot of things done. I, yeah. I I went I went and got the thing. I didn't forget the three things that mm-hmm. I have. And this is this overstimulation you're talking about yeah. because you, you pull up at the front of the shop and there's a message there about something mm-hmm. or there's there's an ad or there's something and, and you forget to go on what you actually went and get to get. Absolutely, that's it. And we are bombarded today, Ross, with so many messages than ever before. Mm. So you know we we scroll Facebook, Instagram, TikTok reels whether we have more TV channels to choose from than what we ever have before. You know, streaming services, um, radio stations, all of these places. And so our reports are ranging that we're seeing maybe somewhere between four to 10,000 ads a day. A day. A day. But we can't comprehend that because our brains haven't expanded. Our brains haven't changed from <laughs> what they were 20 years ago, where, you know, before the digital revolution really came along. So, but we're being exposed to all these different messages now. So what that means for as consumers and as businesses is that our recall for brands are much lower. We don't remember things. So it's not the it's not the three points of contact anymore. That no, was definitely you, not. No, no. Beforehand, yeah, I I started my career selling um, newspaper advertising spaces for News Limited suburban newspapers, and my mantra that I went out, had to go out to sell tell my customers you need at least four ads in the newspaper. It won't be until about the fourth ad that the customers will remember that they've seen your ad in the newspaper. That is gone now. Mm. It is something more about triple that amount of messages or imprints that we need to have on the brain before it actually is recalled by the customer. But then, of course, there's so many other things going on in the world of the customer that it needs to cut through that anyway, that it, you've got to be, the customer has to be ready for that message to get through. So, okay, so we're thinking about that. We're always switched on. One A study that I was reading too was that about 35% of workers feel that they can't switch their phones off, Ross, and that's because their boss might contact them during the day or night. Now, I'm not going to lie, I used to be one of those people. Mm. I used to be one of those people. I used to be switched on all the time. And when I did the talk, I actually asked that question, who here sleeps with their phone next to the bed? Who here would take a phone call from their boss or from a client at 10 o'clock at night? Like, yeah, I would. I, I did last night, but it was only because of Origin and they were a New South uh, uh, Wales supporter. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but anyway, yeah, that's, yeah. Right. I, yes. I, I, get, I get your point. Yeah. 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 So, so we're overstimulated. We've got so much going on there. So that's the first thing that we need to recognise is going on for customers, that there's a lot of things going on. But then with that overstimulation also comes to us having a lower attention span because mm-hmm. we're constantly switching from this to this to this to this to this. And studies have shown that when we move from one topic to another it actually takes our brain quite a little bit of time to come back to where we were so there's been oh sorry ross no no no. so we're busy 
Yeah. We're overstimulated. We've got short attention spans yeah. because of it. Yeah. And what's that leading into? Well, what that's leading into, so we, we've done done a few studies here and there was a small study done at some college students found that they can only focus on one task for about 65 seconds. Now, granted, it was a small study. We've and, also, and they were college students. They were college students yeah. too, yep. Um, but, you know, that what was it? Microsoft did a study too and they found that since the year 2000, which is what, the year when the mobile revolution surged, the average attention span dropped from 12 seconds to about eight. What? Yeah. Well, what oh. are we doing 25-minute podcasts for then? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Attention span. What are we doing? Are we cutting through? So that is that shorter than a goldfish? How, how long are they? Apparently for? so. Apparently scientists reckon that, uh, yeah, goldfish has an attention span of about, uh, what was it, nine seconds? Um, oh, God. Yeah. So we're, we're getting pretty close to that. So, yeah. Wow. So, so we're all buying for this attention. Yeah. We're all buying, for, but we're overstimulating people mm. and they're already busy. So they're already busy. stressed. Yeah. And, and, and what, mean, what happens then when they've got to make a decision? Well, then, of course, they're decision fatigued because now we have to make so many decisions. Because, oh my goodness, beforehand, I didn't have to, you know, I used to only have a choice of four TV channels to to choose from. Now, oh my word, I'm over, you know, I'm decision fatigued. I need to make a decision about that. Mm. What am I going to watch on TV tonight? I go to the supermarket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we do this at home. Like you sit there and you go, what are we going to watch tonight? And you try and choose for half an hour and then you fall asleep and you don't end up watching anything anyway because you can't even make a decision about what you're going to watch. Exactly. Exactly. I I think that um, uh, one of the examples that I use quite often is that if you want to see decision fatigue in reality, head to the supermarket around 5.36 o'clock at night (laughs) and just stand there and watch all of the people that have just pulled a trolley out or a basket and are standing there with a blank look on their face going, oh my gosh, one more decision I have to make. Do I seriously have to decide what I want to make for dinner? Yeah. 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 Look, I I do see it. I mean, I... um, it's even harder when you've got kids. So, um, yeah, wow. Okay, so, all right, so we're busy, we're overstimulated, we've, yeah. our attention span's gone, and then at the end of it, we don't want to make a decision or we've got deci- we're making so many decisions. I know you mentioned about yeah. how many decisions CEOs make and, and, and managers and things like that. So, by Yes. It's just – so, okay, let's spin that around. I'm a, I'm a okay. business owner yes. and, and I've got a product or a service. Yep. So what are the key things I've got to be thinking about okay. knowing that about my client okay. base now? So, knowing <laughs> – that my customer has, you know, overstimulation, low attention span, decision fatigue, and they're busy going on. So the things that we want to do is that we want to make it convenient. Yes. Make it convenient for customers to do business with you. I'm busy. I don't have time to waste looking around for alternatives. I don't even want to look around for alternatives. Or I want to minimize the amount of alternatives that I want to look around for. So make it really easy. Mm-hmm. And we're also looking for instant gratification as well. And a really great example that um, that I had was when I was I was looking for um, some information. Actually, when I was putting this talk together, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting. Oh, there's a book. Oh, Booktopia. Boom, bang!" And I bought it. I, I think within <laughs> bought a book. I bought a book within about a thirty second window. It was so fast it was gone. And then I'm like, "Hang on a second. I'm overstimulated. I have a low attention span. I'm probably going to forget that I even bought that book when it shows up, and then hopefully I'll find the time to actually, sit down to have read time it. Time to read it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And actually, it it um I have. It was easy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is. It, yeah. Um. But yeah. So we want to make it really easy for customers to um. Uh, to buy to from transact you. with yeah, you, yeah. convenience uh, a major thing. Absolutely. So yep. uh, you know, people people sometimes walk around and go, "Hello, over here, I've got money. I want to give you money," and you're sort of there going, 
oh yeah, maybe I'm, I've got just got to clean up over here or maybe I'll distract you maybe with, with something else or maybe I'll make it really hard for you to find my buy now button on my website. Yeah. So make it super, super easy. The easier it is to buy, the more likely people are and, actually and they're going already to in the mood to buy totally. it. So, so yep. help them out. Convenience. Why do you think there are chocolate bars at the checkout, Ross? Mm. Oh, well, convenience. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And they taste no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so okay, so we got convenience, but yeah. but you were also talking about uh, repetition. So reminding people about your remind book. me, yeah, because I'm seeing so many messages every day, Ross. I've got so much coming through to me. Yeah. So remind me what it was that we spoke about. So if you and I had a, so for example here, we've teed up today mm-hmm. to for me to come in to talk. We've spoken on the phone. Now you follow that up with an email and remind me what it is that I've spoken to you about because I'm not going to remember. I've now moved on and I'm thinking about other things. Yep. So the same thing too then with our advertising, remind people what it what it is over and over and over and over and over and over again. We love repetition. We love because that leads to certainty. Yep. It means then I, I feel confident. I'm sure about what it is that I'm buying. Why do you think we watch the same movie over and over again, Ross? And, and you know, it's and it's so frustrating as a business owner. Like I know I've been through this and uh, with a business, you know, our cabins up at Hidden Valley, and you you. <laughs> Oh yes, we've got a we've got we've been there thirty two years. We do accommodation, yeah. we do a platypus, whatever it is, and yeah. and you got to go out uh, on a do it another tour desk or another yep. thing, and you go, hand over the bra- and you just say mm. it again and again. But you've got to understand that that might be the first time that person's been absolutely engaged, or or, or you've even had a chance to put your product in front of. Them. So the chamber yeah. exactly the same in the way we're. It's our 140th year, for goodness sake. So, you know, if you're not years, relevant, yes. uh, you've got to keep reminding people about yeah. that. So it's just, and, and we go, oh, surely they must know coffees are on on a Thursday morning. Yeah, no, so. you've no. got to send an email out the day before. Uh, you've got to put it on your social media mm-hmm. and you've got to remind people that it's on. Yeah. Yep. And because, of course, you know, they're, I'm easily distracted now. I've yep. got a low attention span, so I may not have seen it. Yeah. It may be that, you know, <clears throat> I was halfway through reading that email or looking at that Facebook post and something, you know, oh my gosh, a butterfly went by. Oh, isn't that pretty? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you've got to yeah. you've got to follow it up and and, uh, so and for, remind them again. Yeah. Yep. So remind, 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 remind. Same thing over and over again because um, repetition makes us feel comfortable. It makes us feel known. It makes it feel safe because it's familiar to me, Ross. It's familiar. That's why I listen to the same old 90s rock music that I used to listen to when I was in high school. No, I have moved on. <laughs> but why we watch the same movies over and over again. Yep. And, you know, like the example that I put out the other night was everybody's, you know, the people who've gone to see the new Top Gun movie. Did you love it? Yeah. Why? Because we knew what we are going to get. It was pretty much exactly the same as the original one. Oh, don't one. spoil it. Don't spoil it. Oh, shit, I still sorry. haven't got oh, there. Geez, yeah. Sorry, Ross. No, that's sorry. all right. That's all right. All right. So, okay. so convenience, remind me. Help me. What's, what, Help me. What? So, again, kind of going back to, to convenience there, but just make it easy for me to work with you. Yep. Make it easy. So, go back, you know, um, and... And, you know, summarise what we've spoken about previously, but but help me. So I had um, a great example. I had not been back to get my hair cut for a period of time. Just because, you know what, I'm decision fatigued, low attention busy, span. low attention span, yep. Yep, all of that. It's Can't just be in my bothered. face. Yep. Yes. Oh, my hair, yep. And uh, so my hair, hair salon phoned me. Hey, Natasha, how's it going? We haven't seen you for a while. Do you need to make an appointment? Yep. 
Yeah, actually, I really do. Okay, so we've got an opening. Um, wh- what day suits you better? We can either do here or here. I'm like, yeah, I, actually, great. Thank you so much. Decision I don't need to make. Something I really need. So actually, phone up. Make it so simple for me. Help me make that decision. Yeah. You know, help me get to the checkout. So telemarketing works if you've got a product yeah. that someone needs and wants. Yeah, but yep. also, too, because you're following up, because they've already had yeah, that. Um, yeah, we've already had that interaction. Yep. So we, we've already got that relationship. Definitely telemarketing works. Yeah. Yes. It's friendly voice on the end of the phone. Hey, do you want to come and um, do something that you haven't done for a while? It makes you feel good. Yep, you've got over all of those uh, those yes. those hurdles. Now, the next one... I. I this this is really mm-hmm. I, I really like this stuff because this gets into your product offering. So you yeah. you're conscious of the busyness and everything, and then mm. you're conscious of making it easy. But you, you talked about the the less choices or or yeah. when when you're developing a product range. I really like the way you talked about this. Yes, yes, yeah. I spoke about this in the other podcast too, yeah. and because I think <clears throat> it's just it's so really important is that sometimes we just get. Um, caught up on more and think that more is better, but really less choices. So the um, so what I'm talking about here is the jam experiment. Yes. And the jam experiment is that they had jam sampling at an upscale food market, and they had 24 varieties of jam out there on um, over the first period of testing that they did, and everybody who came up actually got a one dollar voucher off the jam when they came to taste it. The next time around that um, they had six varieties of jam. And again, you received a $1 off. What they found was that the larger display attracted more interest than the smaller one. So we had more people come up to try the jams. Like, ooh, 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 look at all these different things. But when push came to shove, when it was time to pull our money out of our wallets, Ross, it was the people who saw the large display were one out of 10 times as likely to buy as the people who bought the small display. So 10 people who saw the smaller options bought for every one person from the larger display. So it was a it was a tenfold increase. Yes. Because they didn't there was less choice. Yes. Yeah. Crazy because we don't want to make a choice. We go, "Oh yeah, that's nice. That's nice." And then we get overwhelmed and we go, "Oh, but I just don't know which one to buy because yep. I've got 24 choices. What if I get it wrong?" So as a business, if we're making yeah. jam, we make five yeah. really really good ones. Just do it well. Do just something do it really well. well. Yep. Yeah. And and when you're getting into your niches, then you might make a jam mm. that's for a dietary requirement or something yep. like that. That's great because that's a market segment yes. and you're and you're servicing that. Yeah. But the really important thing is don't make five different no. strawberry jams. No. And what you find now too, Ross, is with um, a lot of the FMCG um, companies, so a lot of those um, fast-moving consumer goods, that they are yeah they're they're increasing their varieties, but they're more so putting out things for a short period of time. So they're doing wacky, crazy things to get people talking about it, but they know it's never going to sell. Kind of like, what was it? I think... Um, oh, this isn't goodness. the Tim Tam experiment. Is yeah, you it? had the crazy Tim Tam flavours. What was it? Vegemite Tim Tam or something, wasn't oh, it? Oh, no. no I, they that. did Vegemite shapes. Yeah, they did Vegemite shapes. And they were in this shape of Australia, so I ate them. Yeah. They were pretty cool. Um, and then they did the... I think it was Heinz had Christmas in a can. Oh, God. Yeah. And it's like, it's only for publicity. They yep. don't expect anybody to buy it. But, you know, yeah, so we do those crazy wacky things to get people talking about us. But, you know... I, I um, you know, you go through McDonald's, the staples are still the ones that sell, mm. you know, Big Mac, quarter pounder with cheese, that's it. They've yep. got all the other fancy stuff, but it's still the core products that make the dollars. And and, and they, they do it well, they do it fast, yep. and, and that's exactly Absolutely. right. Absolutely. 
And so more is just more. More is just more, and and it, it's it, it there's evidence to show it's detrimental to you yeah. to, to your actual conversion. Mm. Um, and to, and you, you're gonna have to take more time and more space to hold that stock and and et cetera, totally. et cetera. Yeah. So. So and then, obviously, you know we're not all selling jars of jam. So yes. there's 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 another little trick you can play on the consumer here, and it's and it's sort of manipulating um, how you price and display your products to make maybe one look really, really, really Ross, good. Ross, Ross, Ross. As a marketer, we don't manipulate anybody. We do not <clears throat> use that word. Sorry. No. Sorry, uh, no. <laughs> We help our help. customers help. make a decision. <laughs> we help our customers get to the outcome that we're looking for. That you want. Right? Yeah, that is it. Well, not what we want. Tomato, we want to tomato. help them. Yes. Yeah. That's what we're doing. And so this is um, a, a, an experiment. Dan, Dan Early is the guy's name. He's an Israeli-American professor, and he did this fabulous TED Talk. Check it out. It's called um, Are We in Control of Our Own Decisions? Um, so you can ch- Sorry, Ross, I didn't oh, put no. that in my notes. Oh, no. Check it in the... You're going to have to put the link on there now, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I can. Well, I'm sure someone's <laughs> yes. got the expertise to put a link on for us. Yep, <laughs> yes. Yep. Okay. So, um, yeah, Dan Early, he did this experiment with the Economist um, British Weekly newspaper. So, you know, it's a, the Economist is, is an old newspaper. It focuses on current affairs, international business, politics, etc. I like it. Yes. So, so it's a well-established newspaper. Anyway, so they put out their advertising um, and they had option one was you could buy a digital copy of the magazine for a year and it was going to cost you $55. Right. Option two, you could get the paper copy of the newspaper for $125 a year. That, right. Just the paper? Just the paper copy. Right. Or option three was the digital and the paper copy for $125 per year. Right. So which one are we buying? Well, I get just the digital for fifty five. Just the digital for fifty five. Just the paper for one hundred and twenty five. Yeah. Or I get both for one hundred and twenty five. That's it. Yeah. Which one are you buying? Oh, I get both. Totally. Of course you are. So exactly. So what they found was sixteen percent of people f- chose the digital only. Nobody chose option B, <laughs> which was the paper copy only. Zero. But eighty four percent chose option C. Okay, because of course that makes sense. We're like, yeah, great value. Great deal. So. Anyway, so this is the experimental part that they did. They removed option two. So they went out there with a digital copy for $55 a year. Yep. And then they went out with option three, which was the digital and the paper copy for $125 a year. Yep. Which one are you buying now, Ross? Digital copy only for 55 or the digital and the paper for 125 Oh, well, yeah. Honestly, I would I would think, oh, you know, it's the same. Maybe it's the same material. So I'm not getting any better value for money. So I'd just go digital. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what they found. Oh, you're joking. No. So, when they took option two out, um, the digital copy for $55 a year, um, 68% of people chose the digital copy only, and only 32% chose the digital and the paper. Because they they didn't perceive value. They didn't perceive value. So, we throw the red herring in there, and we we help customers make the decision. (laughs) You were about to say manipulate (laughs) then, weren't you? (laughs) No, not at all. We help customers in their purchasing journey. To buy the the product that is of better value, yep. But also to look, Ross, we're business people. It's about selling, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, we yeah. need to keep our, you know our businesses open. So you know, I see nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, it's it, yeah because but, and you can but you can value add a product like it. that too. You can package your your product yes. up. You know, I've got three things on the shelf. If you buy them all individually, mm. it's this. 
if I put mm. them together, it's that. You probably didn't need the third no. one, but hey, you know, if you individually stack there or, yep. you know, I know with accommodation, you add a bottle of mm-hmm. wine and you put some perceived value in there, a cheese platter or a tour or something like that or a, um, yeah, yeah, retail. Add value. Uh, add value. Yeah, the that's restaurant. It. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, it's. Um, and that's really, that's all that we were doing there. We're adding value. Yeah, well, you're actually, well, you're yeah. not almost. Well, we are because it costs $125 to buy the paper copy mm. to print it. There's higher print costs involved. Yeah, righto. Yeah. Well, okay. you got uh. you got me, you tricked me anyway, but I, I guess the the, 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 <laughs> the, re, the reality is I bought everything. So um, yep. only because it was about um, economics and political yes. equations and stuff yep. like that. So, yep, yep, yep. Yep. So, all right. So, so, so really think what yeah. that what that says is really think about your value proposition. Yeah, absolutely. Because yep. I, I do not like to discount. No, I am of course heavily heavily against discounting. Yep. But I am about how we can add value. Yeah. No. One one hundred percent. You. It's just a. It's just a spiral that you can never get off no. once you you and I would say your opposition or your competition mm. get into that yeah, game. Nah. It's, it's a, a no win. It's a no win for for nah. anyone. So. Stick to your lane. Oh, we tell we talk about this all the time, uh, but um, this is an interesting one. So you've got your business, you've got your product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stick to your lane. What's that <laughs> Stick about? Stick to your lane is like we were talking about with the jams. Do what you do and do it well. Don't get distracted by shiny objects. And because the thing is, is that you don't need to please everybody. There are so many products out there on the marketplace now. We are we are spoilt for choice. Um, one of the examples I use all the time is milk. Is you know you stand in front of the milk section, you've got full cream, low low fat, like we've always had, but now you've got the extra dollop of cream. You've got A2 milk, you've got um, lactose free milk, you've got biodynamic milk, you've got milk organic milk. milk, milk that's not milk. You've got camel milk, um, goat. goat milk, soy milk, almond milk. Oh my goodness me, we go on and on and on. Yeah. So there's somebody out there who can satisfy that customer. So you focus on what you're doing and do it really, really well. Mm. Um, so because you definitely don't need to please everybody because you are never going to have 100% market share. McDonald's, Coke, two of the biggest brands in the world, they don't. No. So, But if we just stick to what we do and do well, our customers feel um, our customers trust us. They, they know what they're going to get. It's reliable. Um, it's it's certain. Um, it makes us feel safe. Um, so we're not we're not confusing them because Ross, a confused mind says no. Yeah. So a confused mind says no. So don't confuse your customers by having too many options. Yep. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. It's it, it's all it's almost a repetition of the um you know don't have too many product no. stuff, isn't it? Really? Yeah. It's it's look. I make this widget really mm-hmm. well. Yep. And I make lots of them and and then once you've got that dial, then you get into the manipulation of how you can value add and maybe get a bit Absolutely. of price growth and all of that sort of stuff yep. out of it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Short-term specials, you know, or if hey, you've got something else there, start another brand. But you know what? You can only stretch yourself so far. Yep. Think about the resources that you've got. Where are you best to spend your time? Yeah. Because yep. yeah, you're best spending your time on the things that, you know, that are going to make you money. So don't get distracted by what other people have got to say stick to what you do and do it well all right so customers are busy yeah they're overstimulated they've got a short attention span and and they all have decision fatigue yes so you've got to so we want to make sure that um we're making it really easy for them to buy 
Yep. Make it super simple for them to hand over their, their credit card and make that purchase. Use repetition to build trust and remind people of our offer. So just remind, remind, remind yep. all the time. Help them buy from us. So make those follow-up phone calls. Help them um, get to the checkout and, and to, to make those purchases. And give people, lef- give people less choice ma- and make your best option the most attractive by including that less attractive os- option. It's really what we're wanting to do. How's and, that? And, and I think you put one thing on the end that I've got in my notes, Annie. Mm. Do what you promise. Yeah. Do what you promised. Yep. Don't, you know, um, the old saying is uh, under promise over deliver. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if it says on the box that you're going to do this, yep. do it. Do it. Because, you know what, I will tell a whole lot of people. Yeah, and, and I mean, we talked about this last time with the social media and everything, but yeah, some people get sceptical about it. But I tell you what, I still walk out of a place and someone goes, how was it? What did you do? The old word of mouth. She's still, Absolutely. She's still she gets exacerbated with social media, but I tell you what, it still happens, Absolutely. Um, you know, as we're, as we're walking around. So, yeah. Look, I um I love these Natasha. I think I think they're absolutely fantastic, and I, I really hope our our business community and business leaders get a little bit out of it. But I think I wanted to close on one. It, oh, okay. We rambled on about this we yesterday. Did. It's probably got nothing to do with this uh, this podcast, but it, it it's got something to do with with a bit broader thinking. Yeah. Uh, ABS data. I think I'm gonna have to do a podcast. Maybe we could maybe we can <clears throat> wet people's appetite and we could the, we can flesh this out a bit more Ross. on the census. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's some great stuff out of the census, like caravan sales and all that sort of yeah. stuff. But one of the really interesting things you picked up, and and this is the front. This is almost the front headline, mm. if you like, for the for the first time ever. Yeah. Millennials. Uh, what are they? About twenty one point five percent of the population. Yeah. And so are the baby boomers. Yeah. So what yeah. are we meant to do now? We were just meant to sell everything to the baby boomers for the yeah, last well, twenty years, and they all it. voted a particular way, so it was easy. Yeah, I, Ross. I, yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? I guess that for us as business owners now, it's again going down and picking that um, picking that lane, picking yep. that customer, yep, and just not trying to be everything to everybody. Yeah. So, and you know what? I'd oh. actually probably I don't know, and I don't know which who I'd put my money on either, because millennials, um, of course. Well, they're younger, and so they're going to be on the planet for longer than baby boomers. Yeah. But yet... Fact. Fact. Right, that's a fact. <laughs> but then on the flip side of that is that we know how baby boomers have got a higher disposable income, or yeah. more likely to have a higher disposable income than our millennials. I don't going? know. I don't know where we're going to go, Ross. But I think that uh, we might need to flesh that out a bit further. Could be another podcast. It I like be. it. I, I, um, I know when it's sort of we we were delving mm. into it a little bit. I was like, oh no, there's something else that. And, and you know, <laughs> I guess that's the business community, and that's why they're so great. Is they respond, react, find opportunities, shoot for the mm. stars, all of that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, we, we we've probably got to get a um a census expert on to find yeah. all of these funny little facts and and little little niches. I think so. But once again, Natasha, thanks very much. Thanks for being involved with our um, with our Chamber on Tap series. Uh, next week, um, we've got, uh, towards the end of this month anyway, we've got um, Daniel Granger, who's going to do the, um, the, what's he doing? The nudge, how to yes. nudge, a, nudge a consumer the way you want. So you've set him up now and, yes. and he's going to he's gonna help us give him the nudge. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's fabulous too. So behavioral economics, yep. economist, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Um, a behavioural economist. Wow, get that, that sounds right. pretty cool. Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, that'll be really fascinating. I'm looking forward to hearing from him. Yeah, that's um, that's coming up on the last Thursday of the month over at Tap House. Um, you can get tickets on online on on the Chamber website. You make it really easy. Book now, bang. Uh, if you're a member, put your details in. If you're not, uh, pay a little bit extra or become a member. And um, totally and become a member. Yes, so valuable. So, so valuable. And um, and yeah, if you're a member, you get a. Oh well, you get a beer anyway, but uh, it it always helps when you're um when you remember. But yeah, come on down, say good day, and uh, and learn some interesting facts. Natasha, thanks so much again, and um, we'll have to do it again. Absolutely, Ross. Thank you so much. I've thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you again. Thanks. Cheers. Next up for our Chamber on Tap series, we have behavioural economist Dr. Daniel Granger, who's going to take you deep into the human psyche and provide a little sample of how to nudge a consumer into making the purchase you want them to make. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Townsville Chambercast. Remember to subscribe so you're the first to know when new episodes are released. The Townsville Chamber of Commerce would like to acknowledge our corporate partners, James Cook University, 106.3 Star FM, External IT and NQAV for their continued support.